and welcome to another episode of A Little Spooky. This is a show where we talk about things that spook us just a little bit, like cryptids, conspiracies, urban legends, aliens, UFOs, or cracking open a delicious Dr. Pepper on a hot summer day, only to have the tab fall off into your can. My name is Colleen. My name is Everett. Has that literally ever happened to you? Yes. And then you have to like navigate potential choking to death on a can tap, but also you don't want to waste that precious Dr. Pep. You know what else is spooky? What? Snownados. Yeah, there's supposed to be a snownado. Luckily, we're too far north. <laughs> um, We are recording this only a couple days before it will release, but tonight as we're recording, it's super freaking windy outside. Thunderstorms. And there's snow on the ground in some areas of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the rest of the Midwest. And tornadoes don't usually happen in wintertime. So no. from my understanding, if a snownado does happen, it will be the first time in recorded history, which is kind of cool. That's awesome, but also horrifying given the wonder- tornadoes that have recently happened in the country. Yeah, of course. I wonder what it would look like if it did happen. It probably would just look like a dirty tornado. Well, snow tornadoes is- are dirty. I know, but I mean, like snow isn't much different from dirt. It would just be a brown, swirly wind. <laughs> I'm not wrong, am I? Snow is white, Colleen. Not all of it. Most of the snow on the side of the road is brown and black. Whatever. I have a scenario for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. Give me. Pretend that you've never met me. Easy. <laughs> And let's say that you're living in a big city. Let's just say it's like Los Angeles. Okay. You're by yourself and you live in your own apartment, studio apartment, maybe a one bedroom, and you're just doing your own thing. Okay. You have a few select friends, small friend group, a couple social circles, and you just kind of, you know, especially with COVID, you're just going day by day and going to work, coming back home. Sure. Keeping in touch. Sure. So daily life as a single lady but in Los in, Angeles. In, yes, in Los Angeles. And you notice one day on your way to work that there's someone in your building that you've never met before. And you assume maybe they just moved in. Okay. So you start walking to work. You're within a walking distance, let's say. Okay. And this What do pers- I do? You're just walking. Just out of curiosity, where do I work? You tell me. This is your fiction. Can you tell I, me. Oh, man. Can I be like a rom-com and live in like a crazy expensive apartment, but work as a barista at Starbucks or something? Yes. Okay. And this person that you never saw ever in your life starts following you. Okay. That's, and, I don't like that. And your work is only a couple blocks away, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you think, you know, he's probably just going to the coffee shop and you're working at the coffee shop, right? Okay. And... As soon as you enter the door, he turns around and heads the same way you came from. Weird, right? Yeah, like he just does a complete 180 and walks back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. So the rest of the day goes fine. You don't notice anything else weird. Okay. You go home. You go to bed. Yeah. But then in the middle of the night, like let's say 2 or 3 a.m., you receive a call. Oh, God. You answer it because you're like, why is someone calling me? I would not answer. I would like to point that out. Um, I would in Let's no way you, answer. Yeah, sure. Phone. Let's say you don't answer, and uh, it goes to voicemail. Okay. Do I recognize the number? Like, if it's my mom, no, obviously, it's, it's I'm a, picking it's up. it's a private number. Okay. No, not answering. It goes to voicemail, then. 
Okay. They go through the effort of leaving a three-minute voicemail, but not even breathing. It's just dead silence. No tones. And I listen to the full three minutes? Well, you you skim through it, and there's nothing there. Cool, yeah, that's more like... (laughs) But then, as soon as you finish listening to it, that same number calls back. This time you answer, because you're like, what is this? Who is this? And as soon as you answer, they hang up. What the fuck? Yeah. Next day, same exact thing happens, except the guy's not there this time. This time, when you're walking... You notice a lot of people have their trunks open for some reason on their cars that are parked on the side of the street. What? And as soon as you walk past them, they look at you and slam their trunk shut. Like one at a time? As you pass them. Ooh. Am I in like like oh, some sort of... Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. You go to work. Okay. You're going through your normal barista stuff. Sure. Making some coffee, some lattes. Uh-huh. And you deal with some really shitty people this day. Right, right, some as usual. Customers. And they're, like, getting to the point where they're starting to call you Karen, which pisses you off. I don't like that. I don't want to be and a Karen. Start, and I then they start filming to. you. They're like, look at this Karen. Look at this Karen. They start filming what you. What did I do? Day's over. Wait. You're scrolling TikTok. And you see these videos on TikTok. But what did I do? And they're going viral. Because I'm a Karen? Because you're a Karen. But did I I do something to warrant the Karen? No, you did not. Absolutely not. You were just working. Okay. Same thing happens in the middle of the night and you receive calls. Dead air. Okay. Next day, go to work. The same guy's back following you. Mm. And the people are slamming their trunks again. And now you notice a helicopter is above you. What? This is a phenomenon called gang stalking. It sounds like a nightmare. Like, uh, when you first described it, I was like, okay, sounds like maybe I have some sort of paranoia issue. Mm -hmm. But then it got, I don't, why am I a Karen? (laughs) See, this got to you. So the the concept of gang stalking, and it's called a lot of different things. It's called mob stalking or uh, targeted harassment. I do have a question before you continue on. Now, Let's just take the the very last scenario. I'm walking to work. The mm-hmm. same guy is following me, but also everyone's slamming their trunks shut. Sure. Do they all seem to know each other? Depends. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Like, like does the guy following me kind of like look at each person as if he knows them? I'm going to, I'm just going to say you have no idea. Okay. You don't I'm know. trying to avoid. Yeah. You're just trying to get to work okay. or get back home, whichever. It's debated and we'll get to that. But this topic in general is highly debated that it even exists because it is so easy to just say you have schizophrenia, you have paranoia, you're crazy. Yeah. Okay. Can I, let me just, that is a thing that terrifies me that something's unusual would happen to me mm-hmm. and I would tell somebody and instead of just not believing me, they'd be like, Oh, you take Prozac. That must mean you're crazy. You know, like it, right. it seems like maybe you're, your anxiety issues are ramping up. Maybe you're ha- you have a paranoia issue. Right. Maybe. And then the thing is, that's even worse is like, even if you do have schizophrenia, what if something did happen to you? Sure. But everybody wrote it off as paranoid schizophrenia. Oh my god, it horrifies me. I have nightmares about that. Well, the the things that I described in this scenario, a couple of them were common examples. Like the the for some reason the trunk shutting comes 
uh, across many people. Uh, we call them targeted individuals. <laughs> TIs. T- exactly. TIs. That is the shorthand. I, um, a lot, but what my point is there's so many different things that these people claim to happen to them. Mm-hmm. But that that's one that seems to happen a lot because it is a normal thing, but it's like slightly aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the sort of person, though, like I would spiral. If that happened to me twice, then the next day, any trunk I heard slamming, I'd be like, they did that because of me. You know, like yeah. it would cause you to, to go work, deeper to and deeper and yeah, get more paranoid. And it's, That's like it a, is a vicious cycle is a and fear of mine. A lot of these targeted individuals say that this happens for years at a time. Years. I mean, this particularly horrifies me because as I've said way too many times on this podcast, I have nightmares about being followed. Like that's one of my biggest sure. fears, just silently being followed. Yeah. I hate it. I already hate this topic. So so just to kind of generalize in case anyone is kind of confused what we're even talking about, because I just listed a scenario, an example. Mm-hmm. So what gang stalking is defined as, it's the perceived belief that an individual is being followed, stalked, and harassed by a large number of people. Now, the reasons for that are debated, of course, depending on the individual. Sure. The term gang stalking or the any of the other terms that are used just applies to that simple definition. Okay. But what's the purpose, right? Like, why would they be following you? Exactly. Yeah. So it really does depend on who you ask. And according to the New York Times, at least 10,000 people worldwide claim to be targeted individuals. And if you accept the fact that gang stalking is even a possibility for a small fraction of that 10,000 people... The first question you have would be, who is doing it? Yeah. Why are they doing it? Why do they choose to seemingly pick random people to harass? How do they all know each other? And what's the big deal with being watched and followed anyway? Well, as we kind of, you know, alluded to, it kind of digs at you and you become more and more paranoid as it continues. Yeah, that is the worst kind of torture to me. Well, there's probably worse. I've never experienced torture, but I imagine it would be terrible. So people began reporting gang stalking around the year 2000 but the origins mm-hmm. of this actually do date back until shortly after world war ii okay in 1950 a secret police organization was common or was formed in east berlin and held beliefs in common with the soviet union mm-hmm. this was called the state security police but is more commonly known as the stasi So their purpose was to spy on the general population, turning citizens into informants of the government. Your friends, your neighbors, or even your family could turn you into the police if you had beliefs that differed from the state. Okay, so similar to like um, McCarthyism. Yes, but even more intense because it's not just saying you're a red, you're a communist. It's more like... You are going against the government, and because of that, we are going to put you in prison. Okay, so like North Korea. Yeah. Okay. So over the decades during the Cold War, the secret police did grow significantly. And by 1989, just before the fall of the Soviet Union, the Stasi employed over 91,000 individuals and had at least 173,000 informants. Jesus. Um. So... If you want to say that gang stalking is probably not real, I do agree that of those 10,000 supposed targeted individuals, I'm sure a good chunk of them 
do have some sort of mental issue. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, that, that's to be expected. It's a valid thing to question. That's to be expected. But you cannot deny the existence of the Stasi because they're doing the exact same thing that people are claiming to happen right now. And not just in America, across the world. My question is, who has time for this? This constant organization of just following a single individual to mm. mentally terrorize them. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking... We're talking dozens of people focused on one individual. Depends on who you ask. Because I'm thinking if everybody's got their coordinated trunks open and mm -hmm. slamming them one by one as I walk past, who got time for that? These people don't have jobs? Are they getting paid for this? Who's paying them? Good questions. Those are the same questions I had. And I don't know the answer. <laughs> I really don't. No, it's, it, I, de it depends on who you ask, because a lot of people think these are different things, like or different people that are conducting this harassment. So it's like the same situation conducted by entirely different organizations or maybe, something. Maybe it, it's the American government. Maybe it's corporations like the cell, the telecommunication companies, you know, that have your phone data and everything uh -huh. maybe it's just a local community that has a concentrated effort to piss you off because they don't agree with something about you i don't know but let's talk about it okay so just to kind of uh generalize this the same context or same concept of the stasi applies here because a targeted individual is followed spied on and harassed regularly for great periods of time so this wears down the individual and most think that the end goal is to drive the ind individual to suicide or to discredit an individual to the point that everyone will think they are crazy and you can't believe anything they say. I hate that. I hate that so much. I hate that so much. So many have theorized that members of the community are told lies about targeted individuals to make them less sympathetic towards them. Okay. Which will then make them more likely to assist in gang stalking, whether knowingly or unknowingly. If somebody was like, hey, just so you know, that guy who lives a block away, pedophile. Exactly. Keep an eye on him. Even if he wasn't. Even if he wasn't. I mean, I if I was smart, which I hope I would be, I would look into it to confirm first. Yeah. But I mean, You're, you would definitely keep an eye on that had, person. You had the exact same thought as me because the next sentence I wrote down here was... Um, People will become invested in rumors and want to hear the latest about the crazy person that lives a few houses down. Yeah, I love gossip. Claims have been made that a stranger may pay random people to harass a target, uh, a targeted individual, and cause a scene. Targeted individuals have reported a wide variety of methods used on them during gang stalking. Some are as obvious as a stranger following you from near your home all the way to your workplace during your commute. Other times are more subtle such as a person having a conversation on the phone next to you, and they say something that you think may be about you, but you just can't be sure. Yeah. It can get more personal as well, like finding notes left on your door with threats, like they're going to reveal that you're cheating on your husband, even though that's a complete lie. So, pause, has that happened? Have people provided physical notes that have been left on their doors? So I read... There were like 93 different uh, reports I found of targeted individuals and listing what happened to them. Mm -hmm. I did not read through them all because sure, sure. that's a lot. Right, yes. um, they were all, uh, 
I'm not, I don't even want to say what I wanted to say there, but they're all like uh, blacked out. So you can't say redacted. Exactly. They're all redacted. So you can't see where they're coming from. Exactly. You just see which area of the country they're from. Like, so I I read one from Sacramento, one from New York city. Um, I'm just going to say it. The thing I was going to say is, and I won't say where I found it because then maybe people go looking for it. But if, I just copy pasted it from there to like a word doc to so I could read it better because it was really small. But then the redacted part just went away so I could read everyone's names on the document. <laughs> so why who redacted the information? The, it was a organization that was kind of compiling this information just for information. OK, about so they were redacting it. it to be polite, but you yeah. probably could find this information out. Exactly. So. So, yeah, like uh, there's a lot of different examples of this. Um, one thing I wanted to say, too, is I watched a piece that was made by Vice about gang stalking. It's only about mm-hmm. 20 minutes long, but they interviewed some targeted individuals. One is like a homeless man. So I think the reason they did this is because you kind of get both ends of the spectrum. Like the homeless man seems less believable because of his standing. Yeah. Uh, maybe he doesn't have access to mental health care. Right. That type of thing. But then they interview this guy that's a makeup artist in LA that is a well-standing member of the community and they both talk about their experiences with gang stalking and they both believe they are being gang stalked. Yeah. Um, so I would just, you know, if you want to hear some specific, uh, stories, definitely look that up. Uh, you can just find it on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that is really interesting because there are certain people who, whether, whether you want to or not, you have certain prejudices against like, say a homeless person came up to you and said something, that you would be like, well, that's crazy. You right. would assume that person is experiencing some sort of mental delusion, even though you have no basis to believe that. They have no mental health diagnosis that you know of. Yeah. Oh, I, but the thing is, like, all of this sounds so unbelievable that you, it don't, does. you don't want to believe it. So you just say, yeah, they're just, you know, they need help. Well, and aren't there certain mental illnesses where you do think constantly think that people are talking about you like yeah that would be there's current paranoid paranoia, right but like you can when, whoever's on the phone you can always think they're talking in a coded way about you yeah. or like you always think yeah that's paranoia and Parano- i think yeah, that's, i think specifically paranoid schizophrenia is like that perfect example sure. of those symptoms so how do you separate those people out from the ones who may or may not actually be being gang sacked or are the worst person to gang stalk or the best person would be a person with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh man, that's devious. Or, you know, we can talk about who is conducting this, who's in on it. Are medical doctors in on it too? So they're just diagnosing targeted individuals with paranoia when they're really being stalked. Don't know. Ah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So I, I asked a lot of those questions. Are the police in on it? Are the medical doctors in on it? Are they just trying to, you know, give you meds and kind of make you seem like a crazy person, even though you are actually being harassed? And if the police are in on it, they're just not going to take you seriously at all. Right. And a lot of people have lost their jobs, lost relationships because of this, and or at least their their claim that this is happening. Right. And it is scary. It's scary stuff. The only consensus that people regarding gang stalking have is the fact that it is happening. What I mean by that is there's so many theories about who is conducting this, right? So one theory is that it's a large-scale effort 
that's funded by the government and the police are in on it, or at the very least, they're knowledgeable of it and they turn a blind eye. The reason for that is a lot of people claim that when they're being gang stalked, it is such a detailed and concentrated effort where so many people are in on it that they need to be working for someone or at least paid by someone right to do this. So it, it can't just be like a local community that's doing this. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to be compensated for your time if you are to essentially follow this person around perpetually at all times. Right. Well, other people think that targeted individuals are victims of specific groups in the community that have a belief system contrary to the targeted individual. An example of this is a man being stalked by strangers on the street and tormented by regular phone calls in the middle of the night, which wake him up. When he answers the phone, every time the call is immediately disconnected. Lack of sleep, combined with the annoying people following him out and whispering about him, cause him to snap and he causes a scene. This man ended up finding out, or at least believes he found out, that the perpetrators were actually a local conservative church, what? and they were harassing him because he was a recently out gay man. That would be devious. And honestly, I it seems too subtle to be something a group would, like a conservative church would plan to just follow you. But well, then at the same time... Is it though? I Yeah. Let's, let's talk about an actual truthful example. Okay. I'm not saying that that one was not, but we just don't have any, you know... Proof. What I mean by that is that gang stalking methods are famously connected to the Church of Scientology. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So when a member of Scientology leaves the religion or does something that the leadership does not like, the individual will likely become what they call a suppressive person. Yeah. This is a form of shunning to the extreme. Every member of the Church of Scientology must completely cut ties with all suppressive persons suppressive people. I don't know what they actually call it. <laughs> Even if they are close friends or family, there are famous stories of wives and husbands having to completely shut out their spouse when they become a suppressive person. The reason that this is similar to gang stalking is that in some circumstances, a suppressive person reports abuses from Scientology. There have been claims of being followed and barred from entering certain areas or receiving altered or fake letters from supposed loved ones that have been sent by uh, the Church of Scientology. And what they say is that, you know, I hate you. Why would you do this? Uh, basically just gaslighting them. Yeah. Oh, OK. 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 Who was the uh, what's her name? She was from King of Queens. Yeah. The famous Lisa? actress. That, is it Lisa something? I Something Rem Remini, something like Leah that. Leah Remini. Yeah. Leah Remini. And I watched, she has a documentary series out about Scientology Scientology, and leaving the church and stuff. And that's exactly the stuff she described. And because she yeah. was a famous person who left, like they had her followed, they sent her messages like that. Yeah. So, so that's exactly what I was going to say. So in some extreme scenarios with famous celebrities that leave the church, secrets are spread about their time in the church, whether they're real or not. Yeah. So they're just trying to spread misinformation, which is just another form of either gaslighting or just being assholes. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. So just to kind of like bring it to like a different 
topic. Mm-hmm. Reports of gang stalking have been more and more common in recent years, and this is attributed to the rise of the internet and even more specifically with social media. People willingly share their interests, their relationships, and many other personal details online. A smartphone is in nearly every adult's pocket. Intelligence agencies and telecommunication corporations have access to not only our location, but also our search history, our interests, and our daily routines. It is undeniable that the tools are there to make almost anyone a targeted individual. Mm -hmm. But the real question is if the government or the corporations actually do use those tools to target individuals and conduct concentrated harassment. And if they do, why are they doing it? Yeah. So this can be tied into a slew of other conspiracies, whether it's that the government is trying to continue mind control experiments like they were with MKUltra. Okay, as you were talking, I wrote down MKUltra. Right. Right. Um, Other people connect it to the New World Order, which is kind of the same thing, where they're just trying to get a better control system over the general population so there can be a united world government. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people, including the poor man that I talked about from that Vice piece, uh, kind of connects it to reptilian overlords. Ooh, Um, can you go more into that? I mean, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I love a good it, it, reptilian it, conspiracy. It's basically saying that, like, the reptilians are among the elites of the world. Uh-huh. Uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with New World Order theory. Um, and that reptilians are the ones that are not only in charge of everything, but just for either fun targeting individuals and harassing them or as a form of testing mm-hmm. to see what they can do and what they can get away with. So if they want to do a more notable target, they can have better ideas of what they can do. Mm -hmm. Like if they have an actual purpose to target a more notable person. Yeah. And that goes along with alien testing too. A lot of people think that if aliens are like UFOs are abducting people and conducting tests on them, they're also the ones that are conducting the gang stalking. Well, and that's what I, I had that written down as well. Because you said most of these seem to have started post World War II, which well, yeah, the 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 theory itself of gang stalking, yes. right, right. It's interesting though because I feel like most quote unquote alien activity in the United States seems to have ramped up after World War II, like Roswell, mm-hmm. um, all of those sorts of things. So, what's the common denominator there? The nukes. We alerted our presence to alien life. Ah, I didn't even think of that. I'm just thinking of if I was trying, like an alien, trying to study life on Earth. Mm -hmm. You'd want to follow the same subjects, but you wouldn't necessarily want them to know you're studying them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's It's very like Truman Show. You know, like where everybody's watching you, but you you don't know you're part of an experiment. Yeah, except the difference with gang stalking is they want you to know that yes. they're following no, you. No, that, that's true. And in that case, it wouldn't make any sense because you wouldn't be studying them. You'd basically be studying their reaction to being followed. Right. And you're seeing like, will this person, you know, reach out successfully to someone else and make them believe that they're actually being followed and harassed? Or is everyone just going to think they're crazy? It's just, that's freaking diabolical. This is why I'm never going to be a part of a homeowner's association. 
it, it, I mean, <laughs> like, I honestly, like- yeah, like that is a perfect pool of people to draw from if you want to actually target yeah, an like individual. S- say I painted my mailbox pink. And it was technically in the rules of the homeowners association that like I could, but everyone like it. hated it. Yeah. And but nobody wanted to tell me to my face because this is Minnesota. So and you don't insult you people. Your face. They leave you notes. They follow you in the hopes that you just leave the HOA. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the internet, like I did a little bit ago, it's it hasn't only been a bad thing for targeted individuals. So a lot of these people have felt more comfortable sharing their experiences anonymously online. Sure. And because of this, communities have actually formed that share their experiences with each other and just make each other know that they're not alone in this. It's become so successful, these community groups of targeted individuals, that real-life support groups have started popping up in larger cities in America, like Los Angeles and New York City. Mm Mm-hmm. These groups maintain that gang stalking is an absolutely true phenomenon, despite the perceived absurdity in the public Mm -hmm. and the debate of who is conducting it. If gang stalking is truly happening, we still have many questions and almost no answers. But the fact that people think it's happening is terrifying. Yeah. And, you know, like, I feel like you're kind of setting yourself up if you're going to join a support group for gang stalking. I feel, like I feel like if if somebody got in there and was like trying to manipulate you into believing that it's not happening, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean at the same time, I think if you're in so deep that you feel the need to actually join a support group to kind of relieve your stress, yeah, you're at the point where you know, or at least you to yourself know it's happening. Mm-hmm. So you just want the comfort of sharing your t- stories and being taken at the very least somewhat seriously. What if though the support group was actually members of the people that were gang stalking you and you were the only one who was unaware that it wasn't a real support group and they just spent the whole time gaslighting you while making you believe that they supported you. I, I had that same kind of thought, but these and I don't remember the name of the one I was looking at in L.A., but they are very like outspoken, like we don't know who's doing this. Sure. But sure. like you need to stop. So like I, I they're a lot more public, like publicly available and visible. So I don't think that's necessarily a possibility. I mean, it's a possibility, but I don't think it's likely. I don't know what's scarier. The thought that it might be one organization like the government. Mm-hmm. choosing people at random or that it might be several different completely unrelated organizations or groups targeting people i mean the stasi did it so successfully i feel like even if it wasn't just a single umbrella organization that's conducting all of this it still wouldn't be that surprising if there are like local churches or local, I guess, maybe even local governments, not a, not the federal government, but just local governments mm-hmm. that have this happening behind the scenes. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that was happening, especially with like churches, because they are some churches are more likely to be angry at gay people. Right? Sure. Right. So like they have a reason, like a motive to do what they're doing. Yeah. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for 
the federal government to be doing this if it no. weren't for something like mind control experiment. Right. If it was like MK Ultra, if these people were being gang stalked, but also were unknowingly being dosed with some sort of hallucinogen, or maybe they're not being gang stalked, they're being dosed with a hallucinogen and are unaware of it, and none of that is happening to them. Mm. I mean, it could be literally anything. It could be. And I, I mean, that's why this is such a highly debated topic, even among people that believe in conspiracy theories, because there are so many people that say it's happening, but it just sounds so absurd and there's no reason for it. Right. Well, and when you first described it to me, I was like, well, that sounds like like a mental illness. And but, it very well could be, too. And it, in many instances, it could be. But then you mentioned the Church of Scientology mm-hmm. and that is exactly what they do right and then i started thinking about like jim crow era south if there was like maybe a black family that had moved into a white neighborhood yeah and they they just are trying to run you out out of town yeah like it, it doesn't seem completely out of the ordinary like out of out of the question it's just like diabolical and it's it's scary and it, to me, it would be scarier if it was like an like an MK Ultra type situation rather than like the homeowners association trying to get me out. Right. <laughs> but like, it's still awful. And I mean, the the main problem I had with doing this research was if this is the federal government or if it is a new world order. Like, what's the purpose? Why are they doing this? Like, what's the point? Right? Yeah, I'm not seeing why they would want you to know right. they're being followed. Well. Then I thought on a much more micro level, I used to work in an office that had really shitty politics. Sure. And when someone, like a new hire or just someone had a life change and they, you know, their personality shifted and they no longer fit in with the group, basically the entire office would just make that person's life terrible. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if they didn't realize they were doing it, but it just became the culture to make that person resent being at work, which eventually does push them out. And at a micro level, that is the same thing. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that if this were happening on a much bigger scale, maybe they are targeting individuals that they just don't like. It is interesting to me that you mentioned the office thing, because it feels like there is one person in every office that for some reason... Everybody hates like they're just the main goal of the rest of the office is to get this person out. And then when that person does leave, if they leave, it just moves on to another person. Right. It's like, like just it's just a, it's a form human of human mentality yeah. that like there's one person that's an outsider. You have to be better than at least one other person. So we're all just going to pick one. I don't know. I hate it. This is too psychologically manipulative to me. This is the that's stuff the that point. scares me. I hate it. <laughs> Well, that that's all I really had because there really isn't a whole lot more. I mean, we could go over specific stories, but like we kind of covered it. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to ask of anyone listening, if you feel like you have been gang stalked or are currently being gang stalked, yeah, and you want us to talk about it, definitely feel free to redact your own name and I promise I won't share it. But if you want to share us a personal story about something similar happening to you, definitely send it our way. Yeah. Um, you can yes. also send us any of your 
personal spooky tales, whether it's related to gang stalking or not, uh, you can send it to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or at NerdSlothHQ. Yes, um, or podcast at NerdSloth.com, but we're not done. No, I know. I just wanted to say, before I forgot, I wanted to ask, if people experience this, let us know. I would love to know. Yeah. And even if you don't want want us to read it on the podcast, I still want to hear your stories, because this is nuts. Yes, it is. I almost want proof that it is happening. I want to... It's worse thinking... That it's not happening, but people think it's happening. <laughs> to me, it's worse thinking that it might all be in people's heads. Like, that... Well, there, there's uh, no question that that is a fact, though, because paranoid schizophrenia yes. is a thing. So, I mean... But doesn't that terrify that, you, that your own mind is what's turning against you? Yeah, but, I, I mean, I know that exists, though. So that's why right. I find, like, the fact that maybe this could be a project conducted by the government is more terrifying because there's no proof of that anyway go ahead with your thing Colleen. <laughs> well this week we had a pretty short one next week because it's gonna be christmas eve that'll be another shorter episode um but, but holiday still fun. themed holiday themed still fun and then after that i am working on a, a doozy of an episode and i'm really excited about it sure. so keep listening but don't leave. Don't leave us. I mean, you can if you want. It's your life. Whatever. It's something I care. Like right? and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Hit that like button. Smash that like button. Ring the bell. Anyways, I got a few articles. A few? Yes. And I know you've heard of a few. Like, you may have read a few of these or heard of them. But I'm going to go through all of them because this is like this week's weird news. Okay. Number one. On a Delta Airlines flight in November from Syracuse, New York to Atlanta, a woman sitting in 13A allegedly tried to breastfeed her hairless cat, much to the cat's oh, okay. distress. I have heard this. Yes, I did come across this. Flight attendants repeatedly asked the woman to return the cat to its kennel, but she refused. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch and the cat was screaming for its life, said a flight attendant who was on board. A message was finally sent through to the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system, alerting the ground crew in Atlanta that they need a red coat team member to apprehend this woman at the gate. It's unclear what happened to the woman or her cat after the flight landed. So I, I heard about this and I recall seeing somewhere that the reason that happened is because she didn't want to check her cat like in the, you know, Right, the, right. She want to pay area. for, yeah. So she wanted to bring the cat on as like a carry-on, like, you know, what is it called? A fee, what? Or uh, what support animal? Supp yeah, support animal. But I don't know why she would go as far to try and breastfeed it. Yeah, no, see, what you're saying would make sense if she didn't have the cat's kennel at all. And if she was like pretending it was a baby and was like cradling it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, and I think you'd be going a little bit too far. To attempt to breastfeed the cat well, in your in your ruse, but hey, you know, to each his own. That, that seems like animal abuse bite to off me. Your nipple too. Oh God, I don't know. I just just don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was number one. Number two, preacher and author Sharon Gilbert, age sixty nine. Nice raised a reaction when she appeared on the Jim Baker show on November 23rd and described the moment when an alien visited her for nefarious reasons. 
After Derek and I got married, one night, this other Derek just appeared in our bed. The real Derek is laying down next to me, and other Derek sits right up. It startled me. Gilbert asked the creature who he was because he clearly wanted to have sexual relations with me. Along with claiming to be Derek, the creature said he was also Xerxes. I reached up, grabbed his face, and said, you're a liar and Jesus is real. (laughs) And I pulled that face off, and beneath it was a reptile. Okay. This... (laughs) Wait, so she claimed that this thing was Xerxes, the Persian king? I I guess. Along with claiming to be Derek, the creature said he was Xerxes, but Gilbert wasn't having it. I reached up, grabbed his face, and said, you are a liar and Jesus is real. Wow. (laughs) What show did she appear on? Jim Baker. Is that that, like, uh, televangelist guy? I'm I'm not sure. That sounds familiar. I think he's the guy that does the uh, big food bucket, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, these are just like a roundup of weird like news blurbs that <laughs> sure, I found. Sure. I don't have crazy information. I'm going to say that uh, that's a nut, a nut. So in that circumstance, yeah, it didn't seem you never know. It's we true. don't have any proof of a diagnosed mental illness. I could say the same thing about the gang stalking thing, too. Yeah. But I just think I that like story is a little more until proven guilty. Uh, maybe. OK, here's another one. I have a few of these. OK. Anya Tanner, a grandmother from Ontario, Canada, found a cute singing and dancing cactus on a Walmart website and purchased it for her granddaughter. Okay, yes, I've heard this one. This $26 toy sings in three languages, English, Spanish, and Polish. Okay, weird amalgamation of languages, but like, uh, cool. When Tanner, who is Polish, listened to the Polish lyrics, she was shocked because the toy uses swear words and talks about cocaine use. Yep. The Polish song is by a Polish rapper who did not get permission for the use of his song by the Chinese manufacturer of the toy. For its part, Walmart said the toy is sold by a third-party vendor and will be removed. I, <laughs> I, I honestly, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what to think of that story when I read it uh, before because it sounds like someone just like put that on there in the Walmart or wherever it was sold from. It sounds like it was sold online. Whoever sold it to them probably just recorded something themselves. It's not like the manufacturer recorded that, you know? It looks like the manufacturer took a Polish song by a Polish rapper and put it into this mass manufacturer of toys as the Polish song that it sings in. It sings in Spanish, English, and Polish. I thought it was the toy that like repeats what you're saying. No, 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 no. No, it's it has oh, these songs programmed into it. That's funny. <laughs> so it seems to me that like the, this seems like a language issue. Yeah, language barrier. <laughs> that's still really funny, though. <laughs> Dale Wheeler, a 56 year old IT worker from Morrisville, North Carolina, crashed his car four miles away from his home on November 12th and then disappeared. The Raleigh News and Observer reported this. Officers responding to the crash found the keys still in the car, along with a little bit of blood. Wheeler was reported missing after not showing up for work for two days, but it was almost two weeks before anyone saw him again. On November 28th, someone called the police to do a welfare check at Wheeler's home and found him at his home, alert and conscious. 
He was taken to a hospital where he explained that he just walked away from the accident, but went back to find his phone and then got lost in the woods. The investigation is ongoing. Whoa. Sounds like a head injury. Yeah, it does. Um, there's like this, and I forget his name, but there was this famous like true crime story from a few years ago where this guy came up <clears throat> to this guy's door and shot him through the head. But it went through his brain in this perfect way to not kill him and make him so unaware of his surroundings that he didn't know he was injured. So he still went about his daily business. Yes. Oh, I have heard of that one. He did eventually die of the injury. But But years later, though. No. Yes, for sure. It was believed that the police didn't give him medical attention in time to prevent the future seizures that he would suffer from and several years he died later. Well, I heard a similar story where this man did die within hours of being shot in the head. We but must be thinking he a different story did then. not immediately die. Um, he was shot in the head while he was in bed sleeping. I think his wife might have shot him. Yeah, that's a but, different one. But he woke up and just like did all of his daily activities. He just didn't notice that he was leaving immense amounts of blood everywhere but like he the, when the police got there there was like a bowl of cereal that he had eaten and like he read the newspaper and he walked to the dog and they found him on the stairs he had been like trying to go downstairs huh. and he, i assume he bled out but like that's so weird how that can happen yeah we're all just ones and zeros i guess okay so i have one final light-hearted story Politics. A menswear brand in Australia celebrated Movember, which is when men grow mustaches to raise awareness of men's health care concerns. I actually didn't know that was why you grew out your beards. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no shave, mo- no shave November, but there's also Movember, which oh. is the mustache thing. And I think that's usually for prostate cancer. Oh. I think. At least in America. This is Australia. True. Okay. Um, they dis- this company decided to celebrate Movember with a suit of clothing made entirely out of mustache hair. They collected the hair from individuals. When hair is on your head, it looks really beautiful. But when it's off the body, it immediately becomes disgusting. <laughs> I'm interested in the polarity between what's voluptuous and what's repulsive. <laughs> you know what? That's art. That's true. That is art. <laughs> Anyway, there's your your news roundup of the week. <laughs> yeah, and like we said, if you have any stories you come across that you wanna want us to read on the next episode, definitely send it our way. And uh, we will be at you next week with our holiday episode. And stay tuned in a couple weeks. Plugging it again, we're gonna have our new podcast on Norse mythology, and it will be called the Norse Woods Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I got. Just on this podcast, a two-parter coming up. I'm pretty excited about. Any other teaser? What is it? Um, a- a- Aliens. There's aliens. It's got aliens in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays, everyone. And we'll yeah. catch you next week with our own spooky holiday episode. Oh, we love you. Bye. Bye. Presented by Nerdsloth, a place for lazy nerds. 
If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.